Earlier this month, our friends at Orca Coors released the Traveler and the Camper. Get a handle on your chaser with their Traveler and take your mug on the go with the Orca Camper. State-of-the-art drinkware designed, powder-coated, and shipped out of Nashville, Tennessee. Keep your hot drinks hot and your cold drinks cold. Make all those memories last with Orca. Use code DADSEASON and you will save 20% off your order at orcacoolers.com with code DADSEASON. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Action247.com. If you want action, get in on the action with Tennessee's only sports book by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. Make sure to use code DADS100. They will match your first deposit up to 50% and that is up to 800 bucks. So if you deposit 800 bucks, they will match 400 bucks of that first deposit for free just by using code dad's 100 there's a lot going on make sure to check out all the sports go to action247.com see the other awesome things that they have they have specials all the time check them out at action247.com Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. If you want wholesale laser etched glassware at the best prices, really good quality, go to distilleryproducts.com. Make sure you reach out to me. I will get you in touch with them. Carson, Janie, Vicky, the whole family that works at distilleryproducts.com. They also have cool swag products on their site as well. All the distilleries use them. If you are a distillery, a bourbon group, a podcast, maybe you're a blog, whatever it is, reach out to me. I'd love to get you in touch with the folks at distilleryproducts.com. So I actually have a cold open for you tonight. I know your eyes perk up. You're like, oh shit, this is going to be really bad. But you know, I've been sick all week. Thankfully, I have a really good pharmacist. And tonight we went out to dinner. I ordered spaghetti and meatballs and Sophie got a kid's small, small. What I mean small, like you can see it. It was probably maybe six inches in diameter around cheese pizza i got my pasta first and sophie had to wait a couple minutes for her pizza so i started giving her a little bit of my pasta and then she took a little bit more and then she took a little bit more and then she's like daddy i want the pasta over the pizza so all i've had for dinner is this six inch kids pizza and i haven't eaten anything else yet and i'm freaking starving because i hardly ate this week so about the size of one of those like red baron singles smaller really it was not that big if you're telling folks that is six inches, that's on you, bro. Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker. Together, we make the Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Zeke, you can't make me laugh like that. I appreciate it, but it has been a long week. I know for all y'all that were wondering where the hell our show has been, we know Zeke took his little sabbatical. April has just been a shitty month for us because then I went and got strapped. And I want to apologize to our friend Clay Risen. He did an event in Nashville. I wanted to get the the podcast out before he did the event but i literally felt like i got hit by a truck this week i got strapped everybody in my family had strep before me then it since moved on to me i'm on day three of a z-pack tomorrow will be my fourth day so i'm kind of excited i'm hoping by friday everything is going to be a lot better i'm gonna get this episode out for tomorrow i'm gonna get an episode out saturday they're gonna be shorter episodes we're not gonna have as much banter but zeke baker how are you my friend i'm good and um just to continue that sentiment you know sorry to play we had an amazing time with him i think even now we could probably still count on 
both hands, the times that we've had just a two-hour ramble with someone that was jovial, laughing, just an amazing time, especially for someone we've never talked to, met, and we're still doing it by Zoom. That being said, not to ramble here, but please listen to that show. It was a genuinely amazing time and, and one of the rare times where you're just like, all right, I could bullshit with that guy at any time, whenever, wherever. He's always welcome. Oh, he has an open invitation back. I will get, I'm committing to get this out next Wednesday, May 4th. That is when this episode will be out. Please listen to the Clay Risen episode. The guy is super interesting, writes for the New York Times, just wrote a book on bourbon, the story of Kentucky whiskey. Find his book. He's doing a book tour right now but the thing about the two hours though is that it all kind of flowed like there's not a lot of fat to trim off of that episode we just kind of went with it and it meandered and it went great places so thank you so much for that clay what we're getting into this episode though is we are drinking bardstown bourbon company fusion series number seven this is coming from bardstown bourbon company it has five different whiskeys in it it's 54 percent three-year bardstown distillate 75 percent corn 21 percent rye four percent malted barley it has 10 percent of bardstown distillate three years 60 percent corn 40 percent rye six percent three-year distillate from bardstown 60 percent corn 26 percent rye 10 percent wheat four percent malted barley and then the two sourced components it is 20 percent 12 year kentucky distillate 78 percent corn 10 percent rye 12 percent malted barley and then 10 percent 12-year Kentucky distillate, 75% corn, 13% rye, and 12% malted barley. I tell everybody I had strep. I am past the point where I sounded like I was Batman for a couple days because my throat was so bad and scratchy. It sounded like I would, Zeke, what'd you say? It sounded like I smoked a a pack of Marlboro Reds. Three. (laughs) Yeah. If I smoke three packs a day, man, I don't know. I am past that phase. The problem is my nose is still stuffy. I know this leaves Zeke open for a joke on me, but I don't trust my palate right now. So I'm going to kind of jump in here, but Zeke, I hope your back feels strong today because you're going to carry the show. So tell me what you thought about this whiskey. Well, you know, I don't pick on you when you're weak. To me, that's cheap. I'm never weak. I'm strong. That's why I work out every day. Earn your booze. Hey, I I want you to 100% when I pick on you so you don't have an excuse. <laughs> Barstown Fusion number seven. I was trying to look back earlier. I don't know if you did, but I feel like this is definitely the first foray into incorporating a lot of their own production. Each one has been more and more. So if you look at it, just the the ratio has gone up and up and up. If you look at the pattern from one to seven, it's just been growing. Gotcha. That was, you know kind of my thought process leading into tasting this and you know wrapping my head around it in a sense of you know you gotta assume that the team that blends this has been used to using source juice and probably having more familiarity with those and now they're working with even more of their own stuff it's younger moves more probably changes more i think there's more curveballs there would be my guess tasting this one first note i put down was just simply caramel meets a bit of a prickly leather it's got it there but it also kind of has that kick spice whatever that's just to me kind of like pop rocks on the tongue i really thought food wise as i i bounced back into it a few times I would probably equate this to a very like dark chocolate reason. Funny enough, as bad as my palate is right now, the second you said that I was taking a sip and I was like, this is chocolate, but it's dark chocolate. 
And then the second you said dark chocolate reason, I was like, oh, you know, and and that happens all the time when somebody says a tasting note and all of a sudden you taste it. But it literally like it was I had just taken the sip right when you did that. And it definitely kind of has that like where milk chocolate is a little creamier and the dark chocolate has a little bit of bitterness to it, but not like in an off-putting way. That's where I would put this at. I would also say just my personal opinion on these is every single one of these releases has gotten better and better and they have moved. There is a whole tasting panel around these fusion releases. They have so much Bardstown distillate to play with that they're able to throw in here more and more. Again, this is their shelfer. Like this is their 50 to $60 drinker that is out there. And at 98.1 proof, 49.05 ABV, it's a pretty solid drinker. We didn't talk about the proof before that's why i want to make sure i got that in there for you bud at least that's a an interesting enough number where i would assume someone tinkered with it you know that you you don't just uh yell out yahtzee and come out with 98.1 proof they went 98.1 radio station style it is radio Um, station. that is exactly what went my head like 98.1 bardstown radio but i definitely think too like did you ever have both sets of like reasons as a kid? Because the dark ones I never got into. No, original, I mean like sweet ones. That that was my jam. Because you know me, I, I'm all about the sweets here. Like I just want that rush of sugars, and it, that's kind of what like as much as I resonate to the profile, it kind of throws me off. Like <sighs> it's not amazingly my jam, but I get what it tastes like. I mean, I almost wonder if they felt like from using their own younger stocks that if for like you know, the paper statement or, you know, the label that shows everything because they are super transparent. Tell you mashes, state it came from, uh, when it was distilled the year wise, which is amazing. But, you know, you wonder like, all right, we've got this young stuff. We got to put something older in there so it looks good on the shelf. Well, I don't even know if it's to look good. It's almost like balance. You know, you think about the way i think bookers did that it might have been with the 30th anniversary or another one like keep me honest was it little book or 30th where they had like yeah it's the one where they you know at least the story always was they started with a whole bunch of old juice and then when they tasted they were like um we need to dial this back and they just kept dialing it back I think A for the profile and then B, at least what the stuff I read or heard was like, Freddie was like, this ain't, <laughs> it's not who dad was. He didn't drink this kind of stuff. Like it needs to be indicative of him. And I think the same thing with this, not, you know, that you have Booker to compare it to, but I think it's something where you could kind of sit there and go 30% of the 12 year. I don't know if it's necessarily there for looks or if it's, let's be honest, there is a lot of Kentucky 12 year distillate that is waiting. So how much of it is opportunity? Like, Hey, we have this 12 year old whiskey that we're able to put in here. And how much of that is just we need something a little bit older to balance out this younger stuff. We don't need to put too much in. We still want the overall kind of identity of this to be the Bardstown distillate, but we just want to put enough of that other stuff in to balance it off just a little bit. I mean, I think it's that that weird sector that I wouldn't say we don't identify with because I mean, we know who they are. We talk to people like it all the time, but how many folks, when they go into a store, what do they look at as just kind of a lay consumer compared to the ones that just geek out or overanalyze everything? 
I think there's so many people that geek out over this fusion, at least in the community, right? And I'm not talking about the 1% of people that listen to podcasts. I'm saying like, let's just say the 20% of the whiskey community that is going to be on Facebook, active on boards, reading stuff. You know, they, they, they're not going to go so far to listen to a podcast, but they're, they're known. Like they are plugged into what's going on, opposed to the 80% of people that are like, hey, I just want some Jack and Tito's and let me go on my way. <laughs> Uh, but it's still kind of like, you know, old school versus new school folks that understand, hey, every great whiskey known to man was not made in Kentucky. But, you know, there's plenty of folks that, you know, forever and a day would always look at a whiskey and be like, oh, Indiana, nah, bro. But nowadays, Indiana, yeah, can I get four of them, please? Like, can I, can I get those? But I think it's just, you know, the changing of the guard and how everything seems to move. But to kind of tie that back in, I think the blending space is, is way more accepted and appreciated now. And, and folks see how much of a skill it is and you know where Bardstown started and where they are. I don't even think we're in you know NASCAR-wise like turn one. No, I think were, that Danny were, is just going to continue to do crazy stuff over there, Dan Callaway. He is just blending together awesome, awesome stuff. And the team that they have around them in that development, you know, it's everybody kind of plays a hand in there. There's so many people that are involved, you know, all the way up to Mark, the CEO. There are people that are tasting everything and having input, and it's not just one person doing it on its own. I just see so much progress happening all the time over there some of the stuff they're doing i mean the founders series they just did a collaboration with founders beer that was incredible i i think the the stuff they've done with chateau labad has been awesome so i mean it's not just their fusion stuff that i think sets bardstown apart it's their discovery series but then also all those things that i would call experimental or even collaborations like put those two in the same category and that's what i think is really special what they're doing is they're partnering with places like copper and kings and they're partnering with Chateau Labad and founders and other places, you know, like there's some great, great, great stuff. Yeah. And that was, you know, the, the thought I was going with was simply they're already contract is still in for plenty of places, which have multiple mashes. Theoretically, they're only going to continue to probably expand and grow that. They're just always going to have, you know, a plethora of mashes, various aged whiskeys, et cetera, to tinker with. Cause you got to assume even contract is still in, Hey, yeah, they ordered X amount of barrels. Well, we're going to put down why, and we're going to keep this extra part for ourselves, just to see what we think about it, gauge it over time. And Hey, maybe it's something we want to do one day. Cause I mean, why wouldn't you, you know? Exactly. I do think there was probably a little extra emphasis on the aged product in this. That's my guess. As far as the profile I get, it's not off putting by any means, but I think for like the first, um, I guess, you know, foray into using even more of our own stuff even more younger stuff on the label. Hey, we probably need something to keep the crowd that buys things based on what they see versus thinking, knowing they need to see an age stated product in there as well. Maybe. I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I'm not, I'm a little tired. Got a little bit of a headache. I'm not going to debate you hard on it. I don't think it's like, let's do it just for marketing is what I kind of uh, think you're getting at. I don't know if it's marketing necessarily or just the mentality that a lot of people have. 
I mean, say you and I had a whole bunch of stocks and some were three and some were 12. What's the first thing you're going to say we got to put in there? It ain't the three. No, but I I also think that <laughs> they're putting the 12 in because that's the age of a lot of the stuff that people are getting when they get sourced Kentucky juice right now. Oh, no, no, no. I, I get that. I mean, I'm just saying like, you, you know, like we've been there. We blended. You know what you gravitate to just because we all have that inherent kind of a tater sense. You know, I think they started knowing that they wanted to put their stuff in. So I almost think, you know, I could confirm this and let you know, but I think they started the other way first, knowing that the way, you know, and everybody I've talked to at Bardstown has said this, the whole point of this is to showcase their product in Fusion to kind of collab and do some stuff with some other distilleries. Ideally, they would be transparent and name the other distilleries, but those distilleries don't always let you do that. It is to kind of showcase and the whole series has kind of been like, listen, our, our stuff isn't old enough to go out on its own yet, but we want to showcase it more and more every time. So each release has shown their stuff more and more. I almost think they're starting with their own stuff as the building block. Like what is the best blend of our own stuff we could put together? And then how do we add this older whiskey to it? Because that's what we got. Fair. Maybe they felt like they had to use it because they had it. Well, and and also the spirit of the product because it's fusion. Like the name is fusion, so it's it's blending the old with the new. Either way, they are definitely the kids in the candy shop with way too many um, accessories. I guess you could say. But I would say definitely at sixty bucks, you know, fifty to sixty bucks, it's worth. You know, if you've had the ones before. You like that kind of dark chocolate thing to it. It's worth picking up. If not, go ahead and get it at a bar. Try it. But keep your eye on everything Bard Sound is doing every single time. I've seen it and tasted it. It's gotten better and better with each release. So thank you to Brandon Smith for sending us a bottle so that we could do this show. You can find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dad's, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Please leave us an open, honest review, just like we leave open, honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee, uh, holding on to a six-inch pie. Cheers. Ciao.